This is a Radio 191 FM podcast. Yes, it is. It's a podcast and you love it. From slinging breakfast on Radio 1 to being the mayor who gets it done, it's time for our bi-weekly catch-up with Dunedin's mayor, yes, Walking with Hawkins. Indeed, we are Squawking with Hawkins. We're joined by the mayor, Aaron Hawkins. Now, Maureen, Aaron. Good morning. How are we today? Very good, thank you. A fine morning here in Otsipoti. It is a beautiful Otsipoti morning, and it's going to be a fantastic Otsipoti day. And, of course, I'll be working at the dairy this afternoon, so if you're coming by around, uh, you know, peak time about 12 or 1, come get an ice cream. Um, Jumbo Jerry. Do I need to put this interview in the? Do I have to put this in the gifts register now that I've been shamelessly roped into a promo for a corner store? <laughs> no, maybe. I'm sure Gordon will buy two you. scoops, please. I'm sure Gordon will buy you a beer. Um, right, three three waters. Uh, I mean, of course, there's COVID in Christchurch right now, um, but I think um, you know we'll leave that for another time because it's not here in Otipoti yet. But it is a little bit scary. But three waters is the big thing, well, right? I don't, I don't know. I think is it though? I mean, and 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 certainly there's a lot of energy being expended by local government representatives uh, around the motu that could be invested in supporting. Uh, you know, vaccination rates aren't particularly high on the west coast. Uh, this is the or the in clear Canterbury, and to be present threat. Well, quite. I mean, this is the clear and present threat uh, that exists for our community's well-being. And and you know, the we saw the the case in Blenheim, and, and now two cases in Christchurch, and and that is um, absolutely why uh, it's been appropriate that the South Island has stayed in uh, alert level two because. Mm. You know, had had those two people been at the races yesterday, or if there's thirty thousand other people at a stadium concert, that would be an absolute disaster. And 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 there was a, it was always inevitable that there would be uh, cases in the South Island because we can't seal ourselves off hermetically. And so until we have vaccination rates that are uh, high enough uh, to to allow for a, a more liberal environment. Um, the, the the settings have been appropriate, but it is a, a reminder to people. You know, this is a small country, and, and people travel freely uh, around the country, uh, besides from Auckland, more recently. And and uh, this is a, a reminder to people here in our community. I think that uh, it's a beautiful day to get vaccinated uh, if, if you haven't already, or or get your second shot if your first one was more than three weeks ago, because that's the the best thing we can do uh, to look after our community's well-being and, and, our, and our local economy, frankly, mm. is, is having a, a vaccinated population. So um, I, I think this morning is a, uh, is a useful reminder for us uh, that we are, we're not immune, uh, even if it might have been close to a year since we've had cases in the community here. Indeed, but yeah, it was an unvaccinated person who travelled from Auckland as the initial case in mm. Christchurch. Um, so there you go. But I do want to talk about Three Waters this morning as the government has pushed ahead uh, with their plans. And Anai Mahuta um, has said it will be going ahead. Uh, there's a lot of information out there, Aaron, um, and a lot of it's very confusing. We know that our assets will transfer to a giant new entity that will own and operate our drinking storm and wastewater. And these entities will be owned collectively by the councils within the entity's scope Councils and Manawhenua representatives will appoint a group that appoints an independent uh, selectors panel that appoints a board that manages the entity. There's a lot of appointments. What's the point? 
So the the the, the government haven't committed to the uh, the proposal that was put out for feedback over the last uh, eight weeks. Uh, what the what the decision was? Yes, the decision they took yesterday was that. Uh, this is going to happen, uh, and uh, every council is going to be involved in this. Uh, but the, there is still a scope to work through uh, some of the concerns we have, and there are concerns around uh, the governance arrangements. As you point out, it's um, Byzantine, the, the almost the, the, the proposal. Um, governance arrangements, uh, how these entities would be accountable to our local communities, Hmm. Uh, how they uh, interact with the planning system, so that there's still there's still a lot to be worked through, and 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 I I understand that people are upset. It's extremely disappointing uh, that we have been denied, our community has been denied the opportunity to be a part of this uh, discussion and to be a part of the decision, and because we were always. Uh, told through this that there would be uh, a genuine uh, choice for councils and and that uh, our communities would be able to give feedback uh, on it in advance of us making that decision and and neither of those things are going to happen. Uh, On the other hand, um, and so, you know, I'm I'm disappointed in in the government for making the decision they did yesterday, but uh, on the other hand, the, 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 the level of debate, and I use that term loosely, uh, has been uh, promulgated both w- inside and outside of, of of local government sectors of local government has become so toxic and divisive uh, that you can understand why they took that decision uh, as opposed to uh, prolonging uh, what has been uh, a pretty ugly uh, campaign and it is a campaign a lot of this is driven by a cynical partisanship and uh, and, and racism and, and mm. misogyny. I was at a, a dinner with a local elected members uh, recently where someone openly described the Prime Minister as that thing. This is the level of discourse that we're dealing with here. Uh, and, and it's been disappointing for us because it means that those of us who have genuine concerns about the mechanism and how this might work uh, are, are far easier to dismiss when we can be all lumped in together, which is effectively what has happened. And and so and th- those who chose to be uh, combative rather than constructive and chose to not uh, engage in good faith uh, in this discussion in the name of local democracy, I feel have ultimately played a, a part in denying us local democracy and, and being able to make this decision. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's clear that um, the status quo was never an option, that the government is uh, standing up a a water regulator. Um, we already had one. It was in the Ministry of Health. Uh, they just forgot to do it. Um, but there'll be a new standalone entity in Tomata Arawai uh, that will enforce um, higher standards and that will require a greater degree of investment. Yeah. And whether that was going to be done by uh, councils directly or by aggre- you know entities uh, that are aggregated across a wider region, it was. It's going to cost a lot more than we have been paying uh, to 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 do it. And and the debate is about whether or not the the money you may save through the economies of scale is is worth uh, the direct control that you have over uh, planning the assets. And I think that's that's why it's important for those figures to be as as accurate as they can. And there have been some Herculean assumptions made. Uh, and by the Department of Internal Affairs and just in making the case for for what they want to do, um, and and you know and we've been 
uh, interrogating that and, and gave fairly strong feedback to government around where our areas of concern are. But our focus now has to be on um, uh, taking the opportunity as it still exists uh, to influence the, the shape and the structure of, of how these entities will work. Um, it, it, the easiest thing to do would be to stand on the sidelines and um, you know, organise protests of fewer than 100 people um, to, to meet our uh, current COVID level guidelines. But um, you know, we've got to, we can't uh, we can't give up on the opportunity that, that exists to to help influence this. But that doesn't mean I'm you know taking that opportunity um, doesn't take away from. Uh, the disappointment that I think uh, we all quite rightly feel mm-hmm. as a result of uh, yesterday's announcement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got no choice but to work with it now, even if you oppose. Um, and you can still make your voice heard, but you've got to do what's right. Uh, if you don't, if, and if you don't work with within the system that you're given now, then then what's the point? Um, so what do we know then? Okay, so if 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 there was an idea that was put out there, uh, and we just, and, and that might not be the case, like as as I said before, with um, you know the appointments of the selection compa- panels and the like, what do we know? So the the proposal had an eight week period um, for feedback that was mostly targeted at local councils, uh, and uh, and that was that was done, and, and we provided input into that uh, yesterday. Uh, alongside the announcement, they released the their report summarising the feedback that had been given, and so that's uh, on today's agenda is is to work through that uh, to get a sense of. Where, where people's concerns are and, and what their aspirations are and, and what their suggestions might be to, to improve on the model as it was proposed. Uh, and, uh, and the government are setting up a, a, a group with iwi and, and local government that will uh, continue to, to work through those issues. So uh, what, what didn't get announced yesterday is a commitment uh, from government to push ahead with the model as they originally structured it. Uh, just that they that they would be going ahead with uh, the model at a, at a higher level, and, and we'll continue to work through the, which gives you know some certainty, I guess, as to where we're going. But uh, but has left the door open to uh, refining uh, and and evolving that to respond to the, the feedback they got from from local councils over the last eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So if 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 in the end it's the collective pays, right? The load is spread across. Um, our service area, our entity. Can we defer? F- because I mean, I, I assume this is going to happen at um, a pretty rapid pace, right? You're in a lot of discussions now. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen within the next couple of years. Can we defer? The proposals for it to be stood up by the by the first of July, 2024. Yeah. Okay, 2024. So we are about to pay millions of dollars to get work done in George Street that is going to be put on our ratepayers, can we defer that work to then so that load can be spread? Because we're going to pay for that work now and over the course of the next whatever years uh, it costs to pay that money back because we are borrowing some. But that is on the Dunedin ratepayers. Mm. And then post-2024, Gore might get some work on their stormwater system. Queenstown may get some work on their drinking water system, and we have to pay for that also. So we're paying for our work done just before the legislation comes through, and then we're paying for their work to be done post-legislation. 
So can we de- will can we de- defer our work? Would you look at doing that? Uh, well, you know, we can make any decision we like around deferring the 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 work that we currently have scheduled in the early years of our current ten year plan, but uh, that will largely be debt funded, uh, as as you suggest, and. Uh, the new entity will uh, take over not just the operation of uh, assets, but it's a semantic argument. The government will tell you that they're not, that we will remain the owners uh, through our uh, non-dividend um, bearing shareholding in the in the water entity. But I think that's a, a, a very particular and semantic argument. But uh, they will take uh, all of the the entity will uh, take over all of the debt that is associated with those assets and with those operations. So uh, any money that we borrow to uh, upgrade our, our stormwater um, system or to, to build capacity below ground in George Street between now and, and 2024 when, uh, when this uh, entity goes live will then be transferred off our, uh, off our balance sheet and onto theirs. Uh, there is a, I mean, but it also means that you don't have the um, the Asset value, uh, and, yes. and one of the things that that we that we will do that we're doing at the moment um, is is looking at well, what are the and it's hard to know when before you know what the exact model is going to look like. But you know, what are the financial implications for the city in terms of you know, funding and financing and, and how we uh, structure our, our capital and operating budget? So you know, it's it's not as straightforward as it uh, as it might sound, uh, but that's. Yeah, the, the financial implications are certainly something that um, that need to be to be worked through. But at a high level, uh, the the operation of the assets will transfer, and so will the debt that is currently associated with them. Mm-hmm. Because of course, you borrow against your assets, right? And if you lose an asset, your ability to borrow could be affected. Um, what about things like tendering processes? Um, do we know anything about that and who will control that? We have mechanisms in place within the DCC, I guess, to um, give, in some cases, some advantage to local companies or a certain percentage of work to local companies. Um, of course, the council owns uh, the, uh, the company that runs the, um, the, the water here in, in Otipote. So what happens to the tendering process? Do we know anything about that? Uh, we, don't, we don't own a water company. Oh, we um, didn't. Sorry. Delta Delta used to have a, a civil yes. um, a civil arm and currently doesn't. Um, we and 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 you're right. I mean, local supporting local is is one of the factors in, in our in our procurement manual when we're considering uh, tendering work. Uh, that is that's a that's a, a live question as well. I mean, at the moment. Uh, we're we're focused on um, planning and tendering as much work as we can, uh, and preparing um, for uh, to to make sure that uh, there is a, a a pipeline of work. Terrible pun um, for uh, for for the city um, and and for the, the 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 entity whoever is structuring it. But all of those things around supporting um, local workforces and 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 look. There, there is far more work that needs to be done that can and can be done by the people who are currently doing it. Um, so, you know, the, there's no shortage of um, there's no shortage of opportunity. The the real risk in terms of uh, contracting and and is the capacity to deliver the work that needs to get done and 
and that is, uh, and we highlighted that in our feedback to government, that, that there needs to be far more done uh, as, as soon as possible to, to build up a, uh, a local workforce at a national scale to be able to do this, uh, particularly in the current environment where uh, we can't rely on uh, importing um, foreign labour in quite the same way that we have in recent times. Hmm. True that. Um, so, what what are your what are your major concerns around this? And uh, because once again, there's still so many unknowns, Aaron. Mm. Uh, my biggest concern is the is what this means for planning uh, and and how we provide for development and provide for a growing population that we currently have. Uh, we need to be able to um, make decisions around development uh, in in a in a coherent way that makes sense for us and and gives effect to our aspirations about being you know, compacted and form and, and supporting the the transition to a to a zero carbon uh, economy and and so we need to know that the capacity and the and the biggest obstacle obviously for uh, for development, whether that's residential or industrial, uh, is, is having infrastructure, and that's mostly uh, in uh, in water. And so we need to know that the capacity will be provided uh, in the areas where it makes most sense to, not where it's cheapest for a corporate water entity to put pipes in the ground next year. Uh, and, and we've had um, that's further complicated by the fact that the entire resource management system is currently up for review. But um, the, and the government have made reassuring noises about the fact that it will be uh, planning led, but we don't know what that will look like. So that's that's a big concern. Um, you know, the questions around how we can influence or to what degree we can influence the entity at a strategic level from a from a governance point of view, and in, in terms of setting its direction and. Uh, and making sure that um, our our cities, our communities' uh, strategic goals can be um, supported by what they do, uh, and that's uh, that's a complicated thing to balance within our own district, let alone at a, a Naitahu Takiwa mm. uh, level. Uh, and 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 again, and what and what role does and and how do we ensure that? Our community um, have a have a say in uh, in how this is run, and and now they've talked about consumer forums. I don't know what that will look like exactly, and, and similarly, uh, they'll, they'll, the plan is to set up an economic regulator um, that will um, you know, control well, flex on things like pricing and 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 and, and how those things are structured. Um, but those are those are really the the big concerns um, that we have is, is making sure that um, th- this doesn't cost us uh, the opportunity uh, to, to plan our city in a structured and coordinated way in the coming decades. Yeah. And the final question for me, um, it's one that I've been asked a bit about this, is who do we pay? Who who are we going to pay our rates our water rates to? Well, well you well, you will pay you will pay them, uh, and 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 not us. Um, and, you know, as a, and and as to what the mechanism is for that, uh, <laughs> I'm sure they would love for us to be collecting them on their behalf. Yes, uh, safe to say, there's no appetite uh, within local government for us to be levying uh, people uh, water entities 
water rates uh, for them. Uh, that would need to be that, that would need to be set up. You know, there'd be a corresponding uh, decrease in in rates that that would need to be paid in Dunedin because you know, we would be doing less stuff. I mean, it's not quite as simple as um, uh, as just removing that all of, all of those departments and the expense of those departments because. You know, we still have to run a payroll system, and we still have to run uh, IT and all of those, um, and, and pay rates on our own building, and you know, all of those things remain. So, you know, it's it's um, it's not a direct um, it's not a direct uh, discount, but uh, yeah, I have no interest in um, uh, having to levy charges for something that we're no longer in control of running. Yes, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, um, thank you for that, Aaron. I guess um, I mean there's just so much more to come on this, um, and so mm. we'll no doubt we'll be talking about it in the future. It's a step before to you know it's confusing to a lot of ratepayers out there, uh, and you know you've given us some some you know a little bit of clarity, but there's still so much more to go. So I look forward to talking to you about this more in the future. It's going to become our new Green Island landfill. Look at the time. Thanks, <laughs> Cheers, Aaron. <laughs> that was a f***ing Radio 1 podcast, mate. There's heaps more at r1.co.nz.